Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we are joined by Josh Ellich and Josh I'm sure will give us some of his background information but I want to start with a question that we sent to him that we gave him some time to think about because he has a little bit of background as a journalist in the US Navy and for those of you who are regular listeners you'll appreciate that we're moving through the US um, services. We've had our Air Force representative, and so now we're moving on to the Navy. And the, the, the finest branch of the U.S. military, I might well, <laughs> well, I'm hoping that Lyle's not listening early because he'll be sending us a message saying that he wants to have a face-off. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring it on! What is it? We said it's from the Chair Force. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm not following that line of questioning at all. So <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're allowed to razz each other. Fine. <laughs> Josh, one of the questions that we were interested to hear your views on is that, and particularly I think interesting for organisations at the moment who are having to think about their image and their presentation is the difference that you see between PR and marketing. For sure. So uh, listen, I don't think that PR today has ever been more valuable, more important. And when I say PR, you know, what does PR stand for? It stands for public relations and public just simply means audiences. So how do you relate to audiences? And so if your big play on connecting with audiences is that you're just going to throw a bunch of ads at them. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck with that because that's not really working a whole lot right now. In fact, you know, we've been in the midst of the marketing apocalypse and it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And the reason why is because both marketers and social media platforms, as well as just everywhere else on the internet, consumers have been inundated with ad messaging to the point where we're just numb to it. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to be sold to. You know, you add to that global unrest and pandemics and it just makes for a really bad formula for someone who's out there with a megaphone saying, hey, you need to buy my stuff. So you got to do something else. And so my suggestion would be take the sales hat off and just start connecting with people, start engaging with people, start being far more generous and stop tricking people into clicking on your ads and opting in so they can get your lead magnet and buying your tripwire and all this other nonsense. That stuff, in my opinion, and again, this is just my philosophy on this. First off, advertising, I believe is the tax you pay for being unremarkable. That's number one. Number two, I would add to that, that traditional sales funnels are yesterday or like yesterday's scammy MLMs. Consumers are just avoiding it like the plague. So you got no option, but to just start being much more transparent and authentic with people because that's what audiences and consumers are expecting. Very clear message. Yes. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) what triggers in my mind when you're saying that is you know we're talking to people who are at uh, the decision makers they're at the top of the all these organizations 
how do yeah. they switch their thinking? You know, they've come up as, as a career, they've come up through all of those things, all of those approaches. How do they get the mindset that says, we'll take the risk, basically, we'll, yeah. we'll do something different to anyone else in our sector? Well, people are at the top of their game and are with very successful companies. I'm not telling them anything new. They all know this. There's a really good book. I think one of the best books that came out last year, the very beginning of last year, was called Marketing Rebellion. I highly recommend that. And so you'll know firsthand, this is what, listen, this is what Fortune 500 companies all know, is they know that consumers don't want to be shouted at, sold to. Consumers do however, want to engage, but they want to engage in a fun way. They want to engage in a non-salesy way. And really, I think the best that we can hope for is attention. Mm -hmm. And so what are some ways that you can earn attention? I would argue that what other people are selling, like if we're talking about information-based products, I think you ought to start just giving it away for free and then finding out well, what would consumers pay for? And so like if you're an agency, it's amazing how many agencies, websites I go to, and there's absolutely like no video of the founders just giving value. Mm -hmm. And so I would argue that, you know, you might want to start getting out in front of the camera, higher touch if possible, connecting with people on a personal level, sharing with your audiences, your potential customers, behind the scenes. How is the sausage made? Basically, that's what consumers want to know. They want to know who are the people behind brands because people don't connect with brands. They don't connect with services. They don't connect with products. People connect with people. Just in terms of like, I think a lot of times you'd mentioned PR and I think a lot of times people just equate that with media. Well, today the media is far more than just TV and radio and print. It's mostly digital. And, you know, you have these legacy media brands, which I think are very valuable from an authority perspective, but not necessarily from an audience perspective. I think you're, you know, far better to take your show on the road and maybe serve audiences through podcasts on YouTube, on social, and keep giving and giving and giving. That answers the other question we we sent you, which is, are you a people or a product person? <laughs> there, there are no product. Listen, you know, even if it is a product, we don't care about the product. We care about the experiences of other people. So yeah. take, for example, this uh, product I bought on Amazon, you know, rather than having to buy microwave popcorn, it's this kind of rubbery kind of yellow bowl and you throw your regular popcorn in there and then you throw butter or ghee or whatever you want to, and a little bit of seasoning. And I love the product, but I didn't buy the product just based on the pictures and the features or the product dimensions or the technical details on it. I don't care about that. I want to know what were, what was other people's experiences with it? I want to know, does it work? And I want to hear other people say, I bought this product. I love it. It made my life better. Then in my mind, I think, well, if it worked for them, I will probably have a similar experience. But I think that's very true as we look at the increase in businesses who rely on reviews for the, yeah. their product selling, basically. Who doesn't rely on reviews? Because yeah. again, consumers are looking for user-generated content, conversation, 
people don't really care so much about you or your product. They care about the outcome. Like they like you. They want to know who you are, right? But what they want to know is what is the outcome that you create and can you share some stories or can you introduce me to other people so that I can learn from their experiences? Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing that, that we like to do a lot, like at our website, I interview my clients. And they're generally pretty short little videos, but I just ask them to say, you know, what was your experience in working with us? What was your outcome? What would you say to someone who's considering having this help them build their sales system, for example? I mean, that's probably what we're best at, believe it or not. I mean, I know we, historically we've been known for getting our clients media placements, but uh, believe it or not, you know, that it's just, you know, 2020 it's such an interesting and transformative year that if you aren't acting quick and if you're just relying on, well, I guess people just aren't buying my product like they were last year, but maybe they will next year. Man, that is a, I would not recommend that way of doing business. I would recommend you figure out what people want and need right now and try to anticipate what people are going to want and need in the years ahead and start doing that. We're not going back to the old way of doing business. We're not. So if your marketing was based 100% on event-based marketing, we're never going back to that way. It's not that events aren't going to happen, but they're always going to be different for, for the rest of our lives. And so how can you work with that new way of being? Or maybe there's some way that you can help other companies who were relying on market live event-based marketing, for example, and how can you help them into something much more productive? And you've got to be able to turn it around really quickly. The needs are changing so fast and so often yes. that you've got to be very flexible and very agile in, in doing what you just described. Yeah, certainly. Just mentioned my own personal example. So December of last year, I would say even January of this year, 90% of our business was turning our clients into media celebrities. Well, while we were growing our business, we actually got really, really great at building our own internal sales system. Mm -hmm. And what we did is we took a give first approach as opposed to to a sell first approach. So what we do is we identify our dream ideal clients and we give them a lot of stuff completely free. Like, and, and namely, you know, we feature them as a guest on our daily podcast. We, I mean, we do lots of nice stuff and we just give value. And if we never end up working together, that's okay. <laughs> but what I do know is about 20% of people that we identify and start doing nice stuff for they end up giving us money. So we got really good at this model. It's kind of a new, kind of a, not, I don't really know of too many people doing this. You know, Bob Bird wrote a wonderful book called The Go-Giver, which I th I'd say we kind of adapt. We believe in that philosophy and have believed in that philosophy. But it's really interesting. And this is what I would advise to anybody. Just pay attention to what the market is asking of you. So if they're asking you for, can you guarantee results? Well, can you find a way to guarantee results? If people are asking you, yeah, but can you do this like this? Why don't you find a way to do that? So for us, you know, we actually got so good at building our own internal systems. We had a client who said, I know what you're doing. Can you do that for me? We were already doing PR services for her. We said, sure. We gave it a shot. 
And so we were able to help her earn six figures in new sales in 90 days. And then we did the exact same thing for one of her clients. And then we had another client. I had We worked together about 60 days, more business he could possibly handle. So we thought, well, I mean, I, I always thought I was the PR guy. You know, I was the media guy. I've been in the press over 2,000 times. I have to keep doing that. No, 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 no. You don't need to keep doing that. Not when the market keeps asking for something else. So we put it out there. We made an offer to start. What would happen if we started doing this? And lo and behold, you know, 2020, we have had seven consecutive months of 10 to 20% growth month after month after month after month. Yeah. Every single month has been up and to the right. We're triple, triple what we were toward the beginning of this year as a result of paying attention to the market. What the market needs right now is help with sales and marketing because the old school ways of sales and marketing are really not working well today, let alone that there was already writing on the wall at the beginning of last year or the end of last year. When you say to start off by giving information, giving things for free, mm-hmm. you don't see that as a cost. You see that as an investment. Totally. I'd much rather give value and do a give back to an audience or community or an industry and just do an act of public service and do it in a way where, you know, your worst case scenario is someone goes, man, Josh, thank you so much. Like, look, I I don't really need your service right now, but I tell you what, I probably have a couple of other people who do. Now, here's an amazing thing that happened. See, we kind of really started this May of 2019. By November of 2019, we stopped all outbound lead gen, you know, outreach. And as of November, we have not done a single bit of outbound since November of last year. Everything we get, and as an agency, we get about five to 25 appointments every single week, 100% inbound. It's not SEO. It's not paid ads. It's not even that our social media is real. I mean, it's okay. It's good, but it's not spectacular. It's that, hey, if you go talk to Josh, he'll hook you up. And yes. so word just gets around. Yes. Very <laughs> so we're, known as, we're known as the agency that just like, look, we're really good at what we do. And yeah, we're going to do you a solid if you, don't, if you otherwise qualify. We might take a break in our discussion at this point. Join us next time for part two of our discussion with Josh Elledge. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.